0: Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, this is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. And uh, this week we have a, a crazy bitch back with us, Patrick Riccardi. Hello. And we also have a good friend... Hi, I'm Amy. Amy. <laughs> uh, and and this is one of the REM episodes we are doing. Um, I, I can't keep track of the numbers because we're doing them all out of order. Uh, but this one is Murmur versus Accelerate. And This,
1: this is part three of, of the REM series, at least,
0: right? This is part two. Part two. This is the second REM oh,
1: one. Oh, right. Part two. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah.
2: Pat, you I, ignorant slut. He said he wasn't going to number them. <laughs>
0: Well, we I mean, I just don't know the episode number because we're we're recording so wildly out of order with everything to accommodate people's schedules um, or schedules, as Bono would say. But I think we'll start off uh, kind of like we did. Well, I can't say on the last one, Pat, although we will on do it next, on the last we one.
1: did on the last one or the next one. And, and the, the next one, one. after. Yes. We
0: want to find out how Amy came upon. Our, or
1: I don't know what you're going to say. Go no, ahead. I was
0: actually we're going to get we'll do that, too. But I was going to start with just for context. Uh, the Billboard uh, Hot 100 singles of 1983. Just so you know uh, why REM was considered alternative back then. Uh, so you've got "Every Breath You Take" was number one. Billy Jean, uh, "Flashdance," "What a Feeling," oh, "Down Under," "Total Eclipse of the Heart." Man-eater. What's "Down Under"? I come from a land down under. Oh, the minute work, work song. Yeah. Oh, I like that song. Yeah, no, some of these aren't aren't bad. Um, Let's see, "Baby, come to me." Oh, I have no idea what that I, is. I I can sing it in my head, but I refuse to do it out loud.
1: Oh, I uh, thought that you were reading a separate note It had nothing to do with the billboard.
0: <laughs> it it was it functioned on a number of different levels. I agree. Uh, "Maniac," "Sweet dreams are made of this." Do you wanna? Do you really wanna hurt me? Come on, Eileen. Yeah, actually, these are these are not so terrible. A lot of these. "Hungry like the wolf." Let's dance. They're not um,
2: terrible, but just very different.
0: Yeah, very different than the R.E.M. sound. Um, Little Red Corvette, of course. Um, so just, just context, so that when you hear some of these songs, you can see how it was actually uh, more underground, even though it's, it's not really, there's nothing harsh about it or anything, or punky necessarily.
1: But alternative with a lower A.
0: Yes, I agree. Um, so yeah, now we'll get to uh, our history. So, Amy, what is your REM history like? How when did you first get into them? Were you a teenager, older?
2: Um no, actually I was uh, I think about nine. Um yeah, my one of my friends, her older brother really liked them he right from the get-go he liked them and we were like what's that you're listening to and he was like oh you guys wouldn't understand because of course we liked about everything you just named Yeah, you know, we were into Duran Duran hello and Michael Jackson and I remember thinking it sounded so different and but it just sort of we listened to it a little bit but then we forgot about it and then I came back to it um a couple years later so wow. I do remember that's yeah. pretty early. I know, right? It was probably not long after Murmur.
0: Wow, crazy. So uh, Amy's actually cooler than both of us, Pat.
2: Oh, no, because I went right back to Duran Duran. So.
0: Okay, it's a draw then.
2: <laughs> well, I was listening to it the
0: same time as Amy. I just didn't know what I was listening to until much later. Oh, because of your brother? Right, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because as we spoke of uh, on the ep- episode that's coming out next. Yes. Uh, you br- used to break into your brother's house and steal his records. Um so well pat and i have already kind of gone over ours i i got into them around uh reckoning time and pat was mm. m- more out of time i think was when you really got into them right
1: yeah that's when i actually bought something and listened to it over and, over and over over again so well, uh, we can't talk about out of time since it's not that episode we're, in fact we're not actually able to talk about anything but the two records so i would hope that you two would stick
0: to the topics at hand pat's Pat's really got a bug up his ass about this, but, uh, but we'll try to go off topic as much as we can, Amy. Okay. We,
3: we no don't, deal.
0: we don't play by your rules, Pat. Yeah. Well, they're your rules. This is... You don't <laughs> we know don't... me. I don't play you by my rules. Me. Yeah. I, I don't play by my rules either, Pat, because I'm, I, I'm a rebel. And I won't, I won't have it. I won't stand for it. Anyway, um, so we'll, Murmur, we're going to start with, and, uh...
1: I'm really surprised Amy didn't just quote uh,
0: Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
2: I should have. I really should have. But, you know, I can't take over.
0: What is the line? I'm a rebel, Dottie?
2: <laughs> exactly. See? I wouldn't even... If you didn't know that, I'd I'd just have to hang up.
0: <laughs> well, you, yeah. She, she has hung up on us before for not knowing things like... Uh, like Jeff, peanut butter is made in Minnesota and stuff. So it's it's always difficult having a conversation with Amy. We're always like walking on eggshells. Yeah. Uh, of all like,
1: the mainstream peanut butters, I think Jeff might be the
0: worst. What are you, oh. a Skippy man? Yeah, Skippy's the best. Yeah, Skippy is the best. I agree. Really. Have you guys tried though this uh, Trader Joe's? Uh, what is it called? Like cookie, cookie butter. Cookie butter. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> it's fucking great,
3: dude. <laughs> really? It
0: yeah. Tastes like. It like smashed up graham cracker butter kind of. I don't really know how to describe it very well. The only
1: problem I have with it is I don't know what to put it on. Because you can't put it on cookies, because that's ridiculous.
0: It's ridiculous, and yet, uh, and yet, it's kind of begging you to do just that. That's like feeding a cat. Uh, Another cat. cat. Yeah. 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 But oh, you haven't tried it, Amy.
2: No, I haven't. I've actually been eating this pea too. It's like a dried peanut butter that you can mix and stuff.
0: Oh, that like, sounds like powder, like powder.
2: Yeah, it's a powder. Oh, that's yeah. neat. Yeah. So that's you're pretending
0: to be an astronaut? <laughs> As I usually do. Dietary I start choices. my morning
2: with my Tang, and I pee in a hose, and all that stuff.
0: Also, oh. no diapers.
2: Well, yeah. You know.
0: She just is talking about pee, Pat. Let's not. Let's not. Try to Why do you to always other... go to yeah. the
2: worst thing?
0: Exactly.
1: I, that's, that's, I, I, I know it's a problem. And it used to be when I thought of astronauts, I thought of outer space. But now whenever I think of astronauts, I think of driving cross-country wearing a diaper.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was a, that was some good PR for NASA. Crazy woman. Exactly. Um, I don't know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Murmur. Uh, a monster versus automatic for the people. Yes. So, Monster, 1994.
2: Uh, I I did not prepare.
0: Murmur. Murmur is... uh, Well, it's another one, um, I think, like uh, Reckoning, uh, I think it's pretty much solid for beginning to end.
1: Yeah, I I agree.
2: Yeah, no filler tracks. Everything is good.
0: Yeah, even some of the weirder tracks, like 9 to 9 and and West of the Fields, the last song, they're kind of like more artier post-punkier a bit but they it still all works as an album and uh it was i don't know i just picked i picked a song i liked but it i could have picked any song on this album i feel like
1: i i feel like there's a few songs in this album that are elite rem songs that when i hear that just make me happy but everything's good like perfect circle is is one, one of my favorite songs of theirs
0: yeah and none of us picked that i was a bit surprised but uh we'll throw that one on at the end that's a good it's a good end of episode song i feel like uh, and
1: um we talked about what we're, we're going to talk about next week the fact that reckoning won record of the year from rolling stone so did this and i'm pretty surprised i, I think th- it was the same year as thriller and it thriller it's it was so it was recognized as being awesome
0: yeah it was it was definitely uh critically acclaimed and and you know college rock or whatever they called it then i'm sure it was huge on on the college stations
1: Mm -hmm. how did this come about this was their first like full-length first full-length album yeah (laughs) okay
0: yeah chronic town which uh was our previous episode uh which we haven't recorded yet uh was was an ep but uh but this was their yeah their first full-length and uh and kind of I mean, it, it, looking at the at the singles that came out, it really was a completely different sound to what was going on at the time, because it wasn't. It also wasn't a uh, punk influenced. I mean, it was punk influenced, I guess, but it didn't sound like punk at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think punk influenced more less in the sound and more in
0: the the idea. The, yeah. The, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, that that sums it up.
0: Yeah, I think so. And then the sound. I think the sound was definitely more. Um, inviting to people who might have been turned off by the harshness of of punk um and yet still as as i have said and will i'm sure say many times on this podcast uh people still hated it and found it very weird at the time a lot of people um probably the people who are listening to duran duran which kind of surprises me that you got into it at nine amy
2: well they're hot well some of them were hot Uh, in rem no
0: Duran oh, Duran. No, I understand why you were into Duran Duran okay. at night. I'm saying
2: No, it's... well something it well, I also about that time with a different friend's brother, um, got into the Sex Pistols. So Man. I, I my parents were scared of me when I was that age. Yeah,
0: maybe they were more scared that you're hanging around with your friend's brothers so much. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see it. Uh yeah, Sex Pistols, that was all, I mean, I think that was all junior high for me. That I, I was the oldest uh, of my siblings, so I didn't have anybody, like, showing me the cool stuff mm-hmm. when I was young.
1: I don't think I've ever heard of Sex Pistols.
0: Oh, you haven't? I don't think you, so. Wait, do you know that? All right, do you know the song, um, You Light Up My Life? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sex Pistols. Oh, I mean. I don't,
1: why do they call that punk? It's, it's really kind of, it seems like elevator music to me.
0: Kind of, but well, but it was it was totally going against like the right. the at Led time Zeppelin it was disco,
2: right? Yeah, and either that oh. hard rock or what else could you do at that time but just break out?
0: Right. Yeah. It was a t- it was a total reaction to that and going and taking music in a totally different direction. So, so yeah, well, you have I heard. Have, I have more respect for Sex Pistols then. Yeah. yeah. I, you well, you should have had the respect just for the name.
2: Well, and the fact that that the singer sometimes crapped in a bucket on stage
0: was that like because he went
1: he didn't want to go off stage or was it performance art?
0: Who's to say, Pat? We can't I get inside open, the mind. I of was hoping Amy would say oh. since it's her story that she made up.
2: I did not look it up.
0: Made up? I didn't say you looked it up. <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, they were anyway. REM was. Yes. Was definitely punk influence and, and um, in interviews like Michael Stipe would always talk about his love for like Patti Smith and, and uh, television and Gang of Four and stuff. Um, but but this was a more, I don't know, a more, I don't want to say subdued sound than that, but more uh, thoughtful, maybe?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The musically? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would agree with that. And... And I think maybe that comes from the fact – and I remember a, a an interview once with them where they said that their band is a total democracy, that they have – they split writing credits. They don't want any one instrument to overpower the other as far as on a regular – I mean, obviously, some songs may have a stronger drum line or bass line or what have you, but that they – really tried to vote on everything and make sure everybody's influences, everybody's opinions get heard. And it's amazing that they can do that and still put out something good.
0: Yeah. And because I think, I think, yeah, that was true that everybody had veto power and, and it had to be um, like four votes. It couldn't be like three to one, I think. Mm -hmm. I I was
1: reading something similar to that, just going over this, going over before this episode, but the, the one wrinkle was that Peter Buck said, it was a democracy, but uh, Michael Stipe would never ever agree. If he didn't want to do something, there was never any way to get him to agree to it. Other guys might be convinced, but he
0: would never ever be convinced. He couldn't. He couldn't be swayed at all. N- no. Which, that's not again, surprising. That's, no,
1: I don't think there's anything about Michael Stipe that's surprising, and there's nothing about him that's not awesome.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, and and uh, that it is it is a very independent-minded way to run a band. I mean. Especially with songwriting credits, because that's where a lot of the money comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, to to split every song four ways is pretty. I don't know anybody who did that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe U two does the same thing actually, probably. But
2: I think that Nirvana did it at first. Oh really? Um, yeah. I, I oh I could be wrong on this, but I I remember that after the evil one got a hold of Kurt, that she sort of Dave nagged Girl. at it. Of course, Dave. Uh, she sort of nagged at him that, you know, why are you giving them credit? Why are you doing this? And she convinced him to actually not just change it, but she wanted him to go back retroly and take – retroly, I made up a word – and take money from them for the, the money they'd already gotten.
0: Well, Which, again, not surprising uh, <laughs> yeah. considering the source.
1: I was—I exactly. didn't remember uh, Michael Stipe and Kurt Cobain
0: being friends. Yeah, I think, uh, Kurt Cobain talked often about how he thought REM was like the perfect model for how to do it in, in music, you know, Mm uh, Kurt Cobain definitely, um, definitely was inspired by Michael Stipe and, and REM's, uh, just their, their way of doing business and, and, uh, walking through the, the, the music business. Um, he was, yeah, they were really inspirational to him, um again like not necessarily you don't hear musically anything in nirvana that that came mm. from r.e.m. but uh but it it's just goes to show that that r.e.m. was alternative um and a lot of people who were into alternative at that time looked to them as as one of the the big figureheads of the movement um and REM wrote a song about Kurt Cobain's uh, death on, which is on Monster. So I guess according to Pat, uh, we can't talk about that here. Oh, yeah. No, no. But you're probably bringing that up because Michael Stipe inducted them into the Hall of Fame.
1: Uh, oh no, I brought that up just because I was reading that he had was wanted to work with Cobain right before he died. He was, and it was p- partly because he wanted to work with him, but partly to get him out to get him off of drugs. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And then he's he's the kid's
0: godfather, something like that. Oh, Francis Bean. Yes.
1: So Francis Bean—that's the—that's the guy from uh, uh, being John Malkovich.
0: No, it's it's the first name of Mister Bean. Oh, I
1: n- never knew his name, Jim what, what a what a wonderful series of movies, and I'm glad Michael Stipe's the godfather of them. The,
0: the uh. Yeah, I think this, well, this record has, we talked about on our last episode, Pat, um, the Radio Free Europe, the original single version, which I, uh, found, find preferable to the version Mm on Murmur, um, which was why I'm glad actually none of us picked it. It's still a good song. Um, I think it's like one of their, one of their all time best songs, especially the original version, but, um. We'll talk more about that last episode. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely will. Um. Now,
1: what was that? Was a single that came out between between um, Chronic Town
0: and Murmur? No, before Chronic Town, it was the first thing they did. um, Oh, okay. Was Radio Free Europe and uh, Sitting Still a slightly different version um, was issued as the B side of that one, Um, and then Chronic Town and then Murmur, and I'm I'm trying to think, and then so so the B side of the Radio Free Europe single off Murmur was um, There She Goes Again, a Velvet Underground cover. Mm-hmm. And then they later released uh like kind of kind of really late after the album came out. I, I if I remember correctly, they released uh Talk About the Passion as a single. Which is a weird choice for a single, but I guess it worked.
1: Another wonderful Elite song. I'm surprised I didn't pick it, but that's okay. I
0: I'm I know. I'm, I mean, that song Pilgrimage I really like a lot. Mhm. Um Moral Kiosk I even like a lot. I, it's yeah. It's a it's an embarrassment of riches. This album,
2: I think that pilgrimage has a good example of how well they layer vo- the vocals, um, how they blend those so well, and they do it in a lot of songs. But that was one that I I just jotted down that it really does work, you know, because obviously they sometimes layer Michael's voice, you know, back backing himself, but. You know, the, I can't think. Usually just not what...
0: Mike Mills.
2: M- yes. Yeah. Mike Mills and he really blend well together. Their
0: voices and... go great together. They're so different too. Um, yes. The, the, just the timbre of their voices and stuff. Like Mike Mills, at, at this point, he looked like Scooter from the Muppets. Yeah. And, uh, he kind of sang like Scooter from the Muppets in, in a way, but it's still appealing his voice, I feel like. Yes.
1: So Mike Mills wrote, wrote some, and I guess Peter Buck, did Did Bill Berry ever write any songs?
0: Yeah. Bill Berry wrote uh, one of their biggest hits. Well, the music, I think, at least, um, Everybody Hurts. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I think he, I think Bill Berry may have written uh, Losing My Religion, but I, I can't remember. Um, it's It's hard to figure out because they gave... Writing credit to everybody on them. Um, right. Like, yeah. Like the only one the, I know for for sure is the, the Don't Go Back don't Go to Back Rockville. Rockville. Rockville was Mike Mills for sure. Yeah. Um, although I don't know, I haven't even looked on Wikipedia to see if they like actually break it down. I don't think so. I think it no, all they, just says Barry Buck Mills type.
1: Yeah. Oh. Just and then there's and on this album there's one with Neil Bogan.
0: With oh, is that the one you picked?
1: No. Uh, West so of the Fields. Oh, west of the fields.
0: Oh, strange. I didn't actually didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Who's Neil Bogan? He he was the the guy that uh, Hogan's Heroes was based on, but they couldn't use his real name because they had have to pay him, so they changed it to Hogan.
1: Oh, That's so nothing to,
0: nothing to do with Hogan's family. The Hogan family? Well, that was the sequel to Hogan's Heroes. If I never you, put that together. If you yeah, if you look for the clues, you can see like what happened to. Hogan's ancestors in the uh, not ancestors uh, descendants in the eighties.
1: I never realized. And thanks for not calling me an idiot, even though I would be an idiot for not knowing that. I am an idiot for not knowing that.
0: No, no, it was very uh, it was very subtle, like most sitcoms are, uh, in the way it it gave you the clues. So, and this was like pre-internet, so you really had to like do your own detective work to figure it out. I don't remember what the world was
2: like. Nobody's
0: blaming you. Are you? Maybe maybe Bogan is blaming you right now for not but we don't yeah
1: i don't remember what the world was like pre-internet so let's not talk about that that's another topic
0: oh, i can I, I can tell you a little about, bit about that pat tv sets weighed like six thousand pounds that was a crazy time uh,
1: <laughs> what? sorry i just think that was the that was the only difference it, well, everything else was
0: exactly the same pretty, no i mean well it was google cra-
1: existed the internet existed it wasn't called the internet the internet came just like two people lost weight
0: yeah yeah Yeah. the internet came and tv's that's really slimmed down well there were i mean there were other differences like there was crazy shit like uh like women were kind of blamed for the way they were dressed back then you know and like they were asking for it and stuff and then people were trying to make girls have uh dress codes in school and stuff you know
1: thank god that doesn't happen yeah
0: The kind of shit that has, thankfully, ended for all time
1: now. Yeah, Where,
2: these women today don't know how lucky they have it. Oh
0: God! Finally,
1: I, in a, a gender equal society, there's there's
0: really no difference. And post-racial. So I mean, everything is so much better now. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah I don't blame you for not wanting to go back to that time. Obviously, it was horrible. Um, un- unless you were a white male. Who who are the most oppressed uh, people today? As we yes. all know.
2: Thank God and you guys rights. are finally getting that. Oh, we're men's getting rights ours. Yeah. Yes. Men's rights activists. Thank you, MRA. What
1: yeah. an odd acronym.
0: It sounds like a disease. Doesn't it? It. And isn't it in a way? <laughs> um. All right. Let's get to the songs. Uh, yes. So I mine comes first chronologically. I think. This is another one, Pat. You're talking. Chronologically, about... they wrote this one first. <laughs> Apparently they did because it was the B side of their first single, as I already pointed out. So I, your attempt at a gotcha kind of backfired right in your dumb face, Pat. Um, that's the first song chronologically on *Murmur*, and you were talking about uh, the like the big, massive early REM songs. To me, this one is like huge. I think it I like I think it kind of sums up everything about them at that time, everything that was good about them. Is everybody else gone?
2: No, we're here. Uh, listening. Wrapped, wrapped,
0: wrapped in a, in a bow.
2: Yes, That's I always wear a bow. So sweet.
0: I I do appreciate when guests dress up for the podcast. Because John and I are usually naked.
2: Pat. Jeez, Pat. Now I'm going to be distracted.
0: We're going to. You're going to be distracted. I didn't, I had no idea Pat was naked this whole time. This would that would have changed the whole tone of the series up to now.
1: Well, we're doing this
0: on Skype. I see you on video. Don't you see me? Oh, I've got mine. No, I've got mine turned off. Um, oh, I can see you.
2: Let's a... turn them on, guys.
0: Oh, I think we've already turned them on. The, uh... <laughs> Pat, you the... M for mature. <laughs> the, the... uh... Sitting still. Uh, I just think, uh... I love the... It's got, like, the jangly guitar sound. It's got the completely indecipherable vocals. Yes. Um... And then very pretty background vocals from Mike Mills again on the chorus, um, great, great everything. I I love this song. Do you, you guys have any anything to add to it?
1: I just agree.
2: I I what I really like about that one is it, it's sort of the drums kind of pull you along, and then that sprinkly little guitar riff that after each ver- after each. line in the verse it's it's just it's perfect
0: it is it's perfect very tasteful and yeah just awesome i agree about the drums too that's uh that's one thing like i think they got called folk rock a lot back in the day when people were trying to come up with an adjective to describe them but uh folk rock is not necessarily known for its great drumming and uh (laughs) and bill Berry was a really good drummer um all right well let's let's listen to it then uh sitting still Maybe my favorite song on the album. Here you go. We
4: could stop, stop it, world. We could bind and insist. We could gather.
0: Next chronologically, we have Amy's pick. So yes. do you want to tell us about that?
2: Uh, shaking through. I. This is always one of my favorite. The one I listen to the most. I think when I'm listening to, I always stop and go back to this one again and listen to it one more time. I again with the jangly. You said and that was perfect. Jangly guitar. There's something almost countryish to it, like a hunky tonkish kind of guitar, um, that shows I think versatility. And I mean, obviously, like we've talked about, there's some punk influence there is, I mean, they kind of started, not started, but they were part of the beginning of Alternative. But this is just, I think, a different sound that I, you don't expect.
0: No, I agree. And and um, Peter Buck worked in a uh, record store in Athens and um, was a huge, huge music nerd. Um, we'll talk about on the Reckoning episode, a, a friend of mine met him and had a nice talk with him about the monkeys um but yeah i think they were all they were all really into they were huge music fans and they and their uh tastes were very catholic they they were listened to everything i think um and yeah i agree with you it comes through in this song it is it is different very uh, uh kind of a calming song to me although mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like super mellow or anything but it's it's nice pat i agree
2: (laughs) squeak your chair or something
0: yeah jesus i i'm I'm glad you put so much thought into this pat (laughs) um no i know it's it's really hard to talk about music and and why you like it um so it's it's really it was really smart of us to do a whole series of rem episodes um but no i agree i i don't know why i like pleasant and nice are words that come to mind for this song for me um it, just, it it makes me uh it makes me smile a little what's the jangly guitar w- what is he doing is that something specific i think it's the type of guitar like i don't i don't know if he used a rickenbacker um which is like the same kind of guitar the birds used back in the 60s and stuff i think it has more to do with the the type of guitar and like the the lack of distortion on it mm. um kind of playing it on a playing it clean and and the style um where it's not big heavy riffs necessarily you know it's more uh it's and jangly. i think of
2: REM yeah i think of REM and i think of you too as well with that that jangly sound
0: yeah i think chiming is a good another word mm, for yes it. yeah for the guitar sound um yeah it's wh- very
1: it's it's i love hearing it i just didn't know what it, what caused it
0: yeah you should uh Well, maybe one of us can look up uh, Jangly at some point during the break and see, or Jangly guitar and see what comes up. But uh, let's listen to uh, Shaking Through right now. Uh, Here it is. assume you're just going to say uh you like this song and and you, i agree you agree with everything we say about it but you No,
1: I, to... I i picked this because it's it's a wonderful song i i well i like all the songs but i think this is much different than the rest of the album it's it's i don't know there's something about it that just stands out to me that uh i, I don't i don't know if it's the way he sings the song kind of with the music not or not against or just...
0: it right uh, we and shouldn't it, mention uh, the name of the song. We walk. Yeah. And it's just it's
1: it's one of those songs, and I think I talked about I talked about this next episode with reckoning, and I I feel the same way with murmur. I don't know how I know these songs so well, because I I heard it then, but I didn't listen to it. I don't feel like I listened to it every the whole album every day at the time, but I I know all these songs like because they're bringing me back to 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 the time, but not the time, time. this came out. But, right, but right. To uh but like you were late high school, to early college yeah and so it's wonderful to hear and that that's like I'm talking about that jangly sound and but we walk is a little bit different than the other songs and I I enjoy listening to it because of that the the um just the the way it, to me when I hear it it stands out the difference and it makes everything else sound better and this sound good on its
0: own to me and I don't have like any I there's nothing that I can point to to say why but it feels almost like a kind of like it could be a 50s doo-wop song musically i don't know just I maybe it's just the beat and the and the way the guitar goes um yeah it is although it's not gonna you're not gonna think that like when you hear it you're not gonna go oh that's doo-wop but it's just somewhat reminiscent of that to me
1: that's what's neat about rem they'll have stuff that might reference other things but it's never a direct it's not often a direct reference right
0: they make it their own yeah they incorporate it into their sound yeah um and uh the
1: uh so here's something that's not really on topic what is michael stipe up to like peter buck does a lot of stuff with robin with hitchcock, robin hitchcock and, and mike mills has that
0: baseball thing yeah What's mike- the baseball project um and i think michael stipe well i know he did have like a film production company for a while i don't know if he's still involved in that um or if he's he's probably just uh rolling around in piles of money i would imagine
2: Oddly enough, he makes some appearances on the Colbert Report sometimes. Yes,
0: that's awesome.
2: And Maybe. he was doing like an Elf on the Shelf kind of thing. He was sitting up on the shelves, <laughs> and he actually sang a really. I it just stuck in my head. This past Christmas, I think he sang a, a with Stephen and Mandy Patinkin was on, and they sang. A Christmas song and it was beautiful but oh, yeah every once in a while up. yeah, it, you would love it well, I don't know how He's you missed that on Pat yeah. Colbert Report yeah I think
1: I, I go in fits and starts with Colbert Report I love it but then I don't watch it for a long time and then I start up again but I never catch up on what I missed
0: I think so the thing with good. Colbert Report is they filmed him there once for one segment and then they Stephen oh, Colbert keeps like in. going to Michael and they're showing like a clip of the t- one time Michael Stipe was sitting there <laughs> on the shelves.
1: Oh, so it's not not especially likely that he'll be the band leader for the new late night show. That
0: would be awesome. When, but I would. Wouldn't it be? Yeah.
1: Because, he, he, I mean, he does not look dissimilar to Paul Schaefer.
0: That's true. I mean, in back in the murmur days, he definitely did. Yeah. Well, Paul uh, Paul Schaefer might have looked like him back then, too. I don't know what he looked
1: like. Nobody knows.
0: That's true. There is no there is no video evidence of Paul Schaefer, uh, prior to 1996. So correct. Yeah, we we have no way of knowing. I'm just assumed he's he is uh, born a bald baby and uh, was a bald child and a bald teenager, but yeah, for all that's we know, true because I
1: do I do remember reading a quote from his father where his father said, "I'm bald and my baby will be bald too. Damn it!" And then he poured um,
0: I think it's what's it called Does it make pe- babies bald? Is it Xlax? Oh I, oh, I was thinking nitroglycerin. Yeah, I don't know. Something. Amy's really the science expert here. She should
2: know. Hair be gone. That's what it is.
0: Oh, hair be gone. Yes. I think we should
1: uh, have a monthly segment on, on our podcast where, well, Amy won't be a guest for the whole show, but it'll just be science moment. So she'll just come in for a minute to do her science fact. I, I need it. And I'm going to
2: need some music for that. Though.
1: Oh, we'll, like, we'll,
2: like, like a we'll little get jingle. you some
0: music. Yeah.
2: Jingle. No, I don't we'll think do it. a jangle. A jangly jingle.
0: No, I think that's a good idea. It'll it'll kind of be like the uh the Colbert throwing to uh, Michael Stipe. And and then every every week we'll just play that clip of Amy saying, Hair be gone. <laughs> no matter what the science question is. Cause nice. it really is the ultimate answer. Um, and then you could put that on your curriculum vitae. mm Do you I do think um, we walk was like one of the standouts for me when I when I first heard the album. But like over time, um, it became like other songs overtook it. I think it's like kind of more immediately catchy and arresting than a lot of the other songs, but uh, doesn't doesn't hold up. Not that it doesn't hold up, but uh, the other songs to me. Um, have more of a depth that made me then go and appreciate them a bit more. But I still do. I mean, I love We Walk still. It's not, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's more simple, it's, I think, just like a, maybe that's what I was getting at with the 50s doo-wop thing, you know?
1: To put things in terms that our listeners can understand, it's a shower, not a
0: grower. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh,
2: and I always think the same thing when I hear it. Is that thunder? That's what I always think, because it sounds like thunder in the background. You know it. what it is? What is it?
0: It's them hitting pool balls on a, really? a pool table. Shut
2: yep.
1: up. Yep. Really? Awesome. I love those little facts.
0: Yeah. And uh, produced by Mitch Easter, who was in Let's Active. Um, it's another jangly pop band from the 80s. Uh, but, yeah, let's play it. Let's play a little bit of We Walk for everybody. Here you go. So that... Is that your
1: your Matthew Broderick
0: impression? <laughs> no, it's my Nathan Lane. I, I I guess I need to work on it because you thought it was Broderick. I thought it was dead you on thought that Nathan. Was... I Lane.
2: thought so too, like straight out of the birdcage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel ganged up on this podcast.
2: <laughs> oh, Pat.
0: Well, he's not complaining. Oh. <laughs> now everybody's weirded out. <laughs> I'm not. Sorry.
2: I'm kind of glad we didn't turn the video on now that I'm thinking about it.
0: Oh, yeah. Trust me. You are, you are glad. Is, they don't actually have – oh, they do have Skype with video, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking weird. I've never used it that way, but I don't know why. it. Oh, I guess
1: I'm, I'm laughing at how ridiculous it is, but you never
0: get a call because
1: every time a call comes in, it says, do you want to answer with video or audio only?
0: Oh, right, because uh, I am the one who makes the calls. Right. Yeah, I am the calls. one who knocks. <laughs> um Yeah, th- so those were the only three we picked from Murmur, but I think it's really uh an album in the in the truest sense. Like they don't really make a lot of albums anymore. Uh well, where, one th- oh God, sorry. No, I was just gonna say back then it seemed very like conceptual, like it worked together as a whole. All the parts like worked better in relation to each other on this album. Where whereas well, even back then, I think a lot of albums were like a single or two and a lot of filler. Where this was seems at least uh, conceived to flow as an album. But go ahead, I, Pat.
1: i speaking of, of listening to it as an album. I I failed to do this, and I'm going to have to start doing this as we we continue on. What I what I I'm trying to do when we listen to older stuff is listening to it as side one and side two, just to see how it how it uh, gels into it.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good I mean so so this one uh side one ends with perfect circle and side uh two starts with catapult and and uh but I mean I think you only really need to do that up to like the early 90s when pretty when much CDs, CDs yeah. completely took yeah. over. So it's almost too late. So forget it. Never mind. Yeah, you can throw that one on the in the fire with the rest of your bad ideas. That's a bonfire.
2: Before we close this up, do you guys feel like this sounds thirty years old?
0: No, no, I feel like it could be released today.
2: Absolutely, that's that's what struck me again with it. Is that it does not sound like something that's that old.
0: No, but
1: at the same time, it doesn't feel like something that's new either. It just feels like it's it's what it is. It's just, it just could be any time.
0: It feels yeah, kind of timeless. Although on the other hand, um, I feel like some of the, like the way the vocals are done. Maybe couldn't have happened until after punk, but musically, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it does. It definitely has a timeless quality to it. Yes, yeah,
2: thirty years. I mean, there's people listening that
0: that weren't were even born.
2: Yes, and, and if any of you are fellas, give me a call. No, just kidding.
0: No, give Pat a call, please. 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 Tired of these late night Skype sessions, constantly phone ringing. What are you wearing? <laughs> um right, they well, like.
1: I wouldn't have to ask you if you turned video on if you knew video existed for Skype.
0: Yeah, I I know if I had, I mean I don't live near my family necessarily, but if I ever had any desire to talk to them, um, I probably would have known Skype was was had video um, or you know I I know it's weird because I do talk to a lot of uh, people overseas in the in Afghanistan like uh, service members on Skype, but I just prefer not to see it's the afghanistan like the the decor is kind of tacky so i never turned the video on for that
1: but but at the same time you're talking to members of the of al-qaeda and they
0: don't want to be seen that that is true but they do you know they do generally wear um casper the friendly ghost masks when they do their skype thing anyway so it it all works out um all right do you help them
2: with their are you helping them with their monkey bar training
0: no, I, I'm i the wrong person to do that because I, this is a, a true fact. In first grade, I was swinging on the monkey bars and I, uh, I think I was like trying to skip two bars or something, you know, be a, a badass and I fell and I uh, broke my wrist, both bones <laughs> on my wrist. Yeah. Um, so, mate, well, I'm sure the government, the U.S. government would tell they me that send you I over. should, I should, yeah, train them on the monkey bars, but um, but. Mm-hmm. We can't believe the government and their lies. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, Obama. (sighs) Thanks, Reagan. All right. um, Let's take a break, and we will go on to accelerate. Be right back.
4: We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about Shani to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Parks, greyhound racing, racing, steeplechasing, the reformation, transubstantiation, brand no stuck creation, the land of
0: All All right, we're back, and uh, so for a Wikipedia's definition, which is always the best definition anywhere of anything, of uh, jangle pop. um, They say jangle pop is a genre of alternative rock from the mid 1980s that marked a return to the chiming or jangly guitars and pop melodies of the 60s as exemplified by the, ver- the birds um, with electric 12-string guitars and power pop song structures. So I think we had it right. It the type of guitar, the, the song structures that exemplify jangle pop or may jangly I, guitar. May
1: I interject an opposing so. viewpoint? Yeah. I'm going to search Conservatopedias and see what their definition <laughs> of jangle pop is.
2: now. I've got to pull something I, up. Go I'm ahead. sure they
0: have a huge entry on it because they are known for uh, being hip. And by by hip, I mean uh, up to the 1980s standards of hip.
1: It, uh, it's the denial of the existence of God. Huh. Yeah.
3: Oh.
0: Well, that was somewhat unexpected. Uh, Not for conservapedia. Well, just that, I mean, <laughs> they have that for so many definitions on conservapedia.
2: Well, I was gonna consult Dicopedia, but it looks like it's gone.
0: Was there actually a thing called Dicopedia or was that just Yeah. No, no, there was Dicopedia. Had... They
2: had people no. There were people on there like Roman Polanski and like Dick oh, Cheney and I remember like it. Yeah. Dicks. Yeah. So sorry guys, Dickopedia's gone. Hate to break it to y'all.
0: I never heard of it. Yeah, I That's... I think I found like uh, I can't I think it was like the who's the dude who created Ren and Stimpy? I found like some, st- I looked him up for one episode and Dickipedia came up and I think he had an entry on there. John Krishkal.
2: Like they would have said like, I'm uh, um, about Roman Polanski. You know, he is a, you know, a writer, a director, a pedophile and a dick, you right. know, everybody's just, and a dick.
0: So, uh, yeah, kind of shocking that that didn't stick around.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: what did Woody Allen's thing say? Ooh, I wonder, I didn't even, I don't know if Woody Allen probably was on there.
1: I mean, just a last sentence.
2: And a dick. Oh. Ack yeah. uh, Baldwin. Um, a blowhard, um, an actor, a liberal, and a dick. She's got-
1: Mr. That. Rogers.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh don't even try and trip me with that. Yes. But he's not in there. Good. Never. Never.
0: Um accelerate so this this was this was uh this came out after around the sun um which was rem's worst album which we'll talk about on the next episode um this is their penultimate album it is and it's their teller ultimate album as well Uh, i always get on one opt the it i thought this was well you know it there was a lot of talk in the the press or whatever as like uh, a return to form or a comeback or whatever. This album, um, I mean, it's not it's not the greatest thing ever, but it was definitely a massive step up from uh, around the sun and and the the uh, easy listening stuff they'd been doing for the past few albums. Um, it's not murmur, but it's really really good. Yeah, it's more. I mean, it's more monster than murmur. I think mm-hmm. it's very very monster.
2: But I, I liked Monster.
0: I
1: love oh. Monster. So, yeah, it's not an it's not insult in my mind. Yeah. yeah but no, we I'd, can't talk
0: about Monster. I mean, yeah, okay. Um, well, can we talk about, this kind of ties in, uh, The Monster in My Pants, the, the uh, Fred Schneider song. He was also from Athens, Georgia. Remember the B-52s? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty great song. And I like to think it inspired the album title, Monster. I mean, I don't know what the actual song was about it, Seems kind of, uh, kind of surreal, you know. You can kind of make of it what you, what you want. The monster in my pants. I guess it's some kind of horror movie thing. Wow. But are you of any- Montreal? Is also from Athens. So, so they're they're just big fat liars, right? Starting with their name. Well,
2: yeah. Why would they're they of do Of Montreal,
0: that? but they're from Athens. Well, we're, we're all of Montreal in a spiritual sense but it, that seems kind of dumb. It's like naming your band Human. Yeah, no shit. You're of Montreal, but you're from Athens. Assholes.
2: I wish I could put them on Dickopedia.
0: You could always restart Dickopedia.
2: I certainly could. and put my my list of dicks on there.
0: It would be would you list it in order of their dickitude or just all one? Yeah, you should give them like like ratings, like little Reagan faces. Uh, like five Reagan faces is the big Yes, biggest dick.
2: that's a major deck.
0: Yeah, who would who would be your your top dickopedia pick for June of 2014?
2: Oh my gosh, like a current deck. I can't go all time deck. Um, oh well, let's do both, current and all time.
0: Oh I think god, that's great.
2: Current deck. Um, hmm. Who can is? I, I see, I want to. Oh yeah, give me yours. Give can me I give
0: yours. you an? Uh what's his name? Chris Delia? Do you know him? The the comedian? He's got some new show and he was on that terrible show Whitney.
1: Oh, that guy. Oh, he's he's against uh the yes yeah. all
0: women hashtag. He's like saying how that was bullshit and stuff. Um did you read about that at all?
2: No. Yeah, he
0: would be my my pick for current dick. And his current new shows fucking terrible too, by the way.
2: Anybody that was involved with Whitney should be sterilized and shot into the sun.
0: I agree. I, I think we can all agree on that. I don't. I don't think that's hyperbolic in any sense of the word.
1: <laughs> that was an unfortunate show. Although <laughs> yep. someone, the the guy from uh, Thirty Rock was involved with Whitney.
0: What? What guy from Thirty Rock? Jonathan, um, the secretary. Oh yeah, he kind of left uh, that show. To yeah, th- well, that was a bad career move on his part. I think they welcome him back with open arms. Yeah, I mean, I guess having like one line every four episodes.
1: Well, they. I- I hate to admit that I watched more than one episode of that show, but I did, and I kept waiting for it to be funny. But anything, anyway, what they did with Jonathan was—he was, as the show started, he he was uh, like the, the kind of the straight man to the the, well, I didn't mean to say it like that, but anyway, he was the the boyfriend to Whitney's best friend, and as the show carried on, it turned out he was gay, and it was like a special episode.
0: Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. That's well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me with Whitney. Yeah, this guy's new show, um, I watched the first episode because it had um, one of my favorite um, up-and-coming comedians, Ron Funches. I don't know if you know him, Um, he is on the show and he's fucking hilarious, I saw him and I was in tears um, from laughing, Um, and because I sat on my balls a little, Uh, but he was great and of course the show is terrible, It's, it's got a studio audience or laugh track or whatever, and... It's I about, hate that. It's undateable, I think it's called, and it's about you know single guys trying to get their groove on. Wah,
2: wah. Well, but at least that's like, I don't know, that's road not traveled, right? Whoever would talk about that?
0: No, I. It, well, exactly. It is. It is a completely fresh premise, but yeah, the execution just doesn't. They can't. Is this a
1: TBS show?
0: No, it's like NBC, I think. And it's already on. Well, it's like a. It's like a mid-season replacement. It just oh, okay. started. Yeah. So, oh.
2: so Pat, who's your current dick?
1: Maybe that guy who shot people.
2: Oh, in oh. Santa See, Barbara? you got to bring the tone down, man. God, he has to make us look like stupid asses. He he picks something, like, important.
0: <laughs> you didn't pick anybody
1: yet, so you can be better than me. You can pick,
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. Who. I was going with Kanye West, so. What did he
1: do lately? Oh, I think he's
0: worse than the shooter. Well, the shooter's definitely. dead, so it's a bad choice.
2: Oh, what, yeah. What,
1: what has Kanye West done lately?
0: What hasn't he done ever that wasn't dickish?
2: Yeah. But my all-time, see, it's that's really hard, but I'm going to go with Jerry Falwell.
0: Ooh, that's a good pick. That's a or, really good pick. Although, uh, yeah, I always confuse him with Pat Robertson, but I guess they're basically the same thing.
2: Tomato, tomato.
0: Yeah. Wait, is Jerry Falwell dead? I don't remember which one he yeah, is. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, Jimmy Swagger's not dead. He's not as bad.
1: Oh, uh, Jimmy Swagger's a terrible one, isn't he? Isn't he the one that asked for $1 million or God would take him up to heaven? Oh, yeah, maybe that is. God oh, man, it. Jerry Falwell, even looking at his face, he's, oh, I'm going to turn that off. No, no, thank <laughs> you. No, thank you, computer. Yeah, yeah that's he's a, not a pretty good He's pit. not a nice man.
2: Well, you're, you're not into jowls, are you?
0: What? <laughs> not into jowls. Um. Uh, well, Pat might be a little bit into jowls. You're talking about the peanut butter brand, right? <laughs> jowls. That's off-brand. Still better than Jif, though. By the way, the worst kind of peanut
1: butter is store brand. That is disgusting. Oh, And yeah. I'm usually someone that doesn't mind generic things, but store brand peanut butter is not fit for the worst. It's not fit for Jerry Falwell, and we all know he's a dick.
2: And a dick.
1: The, uh, <laughs> he's I, a dick and a dick. Dick squared. But what what uh, you guys didn't know about me is I I uh, graduated summa cum laude
0: from Liberty University. Oh, I did. I, that must have been really tough to get that summa cum laude from there.
2: Oh, did you have to punch an AIDS baby or something?
1: We don't we call, call them. Have AIDS. To. We don't call them AIDS babies.
0: We call you them do when you're in of Science. Babies. This we is terrible. First off, you had to bring up that goddamn shooter, Pat, which ugh, I just don't appreciate, man. Well, it's related to your pick. Well, I, it, it's true, but mine was, yeah, mine was a dick. Your guy, your guy was like an evil motherfucker. He was like a and a dick. Well, true, he was a dick.
2: He and was a, vir- a dick the- and a virgin. Yeah. See, I had to go there. I shouldn't have. There are very nice virgins out there. If you're a virgin and you're listening. It's fine. Don't but... worry about it. It'll it'll happen for you. It'll one day. happen. Don't. And it's not it's not that great anyway. Oh well. <laughs> Just trying to make <laughs> them feel better.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm sure I'm sure they have no idea what an, an orgasm feels like. <laughs> so, I think good job there. Um,
2: well, if they do, they're going to get hair on their palms.
0: That is true, but you know what the you know what the cure for that is.
2: Hair be gone.
0: Thank you. There's our, there's our science clip number two already.
1: So can you edit that out? Her saying it and just
0: put the one from earlier in. <laughs> well, I mean that does seem like a lot of unnecessary work. So of course I will. Thank you. Yeah. Um. All right, let's get to no. Yes. I, finally, I, let's. I am it. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for going off on you, Pat. I just <laughs> that was like. When we do, when we talk about like really dark stuff, it always I, I always get mad and then it, it gets not funny. This happened on the Reckoning episode, which will come out next week. Uh, when it talked a little bit about gun stuff, um, and and then it, it just makes me turn into kind of an inarticulate rager, which uh, is not and a and dick, and a dick. Yeah, not a quality I, I'm I'm proud of. So
1: I kind of wish when you felt yourself going into your inarticulate rages, instead of doing that, you would start pretending to be a conservative.
0: I know I wish uh, it's it's my great fault that that uh I'm not sincere about anything except uh, political stuff when it comes out it's i I do agree with you that I should work on that now I'm being sincere again thanks for bringing it down yet again Pat I, I placed the blame I was joking on I was hoping you get
1: angry like you usually do when I try to con- <laughs> accuse you of being conservative like no. that episode talked about how that you voted your first the first time you
0: voted you voted for Nixon the i i wish i could do it i wish i had the uh i wish i was a better improv person so i could just go along with it rather than being like no i can't let anybody think this is for real um ah fuck it accelerate
2: yeah so i think just starting out that it definitely seemed more produced um when and when you look at it in you know Comparison to Murmur, obviously not so produced when you look at some of the auto-tune and things that people do to overly produce. But just in comparing the two, it it seems more produced to me.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's obviously it's probably super high-tech digital production with, you know, 62-track console and shit now. Whereas Murmur was all analog and, and, uh, you know, done by somebody who wasn't making $500 million for producing it and shit. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they didn't spend like 10 weeks getting the right snare drum sound or whatever they do nowadays. But I think that's just the case with all major albums nowadays. They're like mm-hmm. overly produced.
1: Uh, as far as the production of this album, one thing that's neat that I was reading about is that they they've insisted on doing it really quickly. Because I don't know if they did it on purpose, but Michael Stipe seems to think so. So he was forced to write things, like in within within a within a month, and and the other albums they took their time and got done really fast. And the quote on Wikipedia is, "I work really well under pressure," and the guys knew that all too well. So the pace forced me to kind of split, spit stuff out, and that might be why, it was so good,
0: compared to the one compared before the one. Yeah, that they obviously spent way too much time laboring over and and killing any spark that was initially there in the songs yeah
1: he said we spent less time making this record than we have in 20 years
0: yeah but well i and you can you can hear that but i think the what you're talking about amy just sound wise um, the production just nowadays it's so much more advanced that um, yeah and they're using i mean they're obviously so huge they're using all the best equipment and and whatever but uh, yeah no it definitely it doesn't sound as timeless this one for sure no um but it does uh it does bring some rock back back to the sound finally mm-hmm. um and your first song or your pick which is the first song yes. on the album uh yes. is is a perfect example of that um my probably my favorite song on the album too um but but it's your pick so why don't you talk a little about it yes
2: and you know again with that that cliched true to form um, back to you know their form, but it is grittier than what they had been doing previously, right before this. I mean, they I mean a even a million they said times they, grittier, oh. yeah. They knew they got off track. But this really seemed, I mean, just from his his vocal is that grainier sound and and just it it's definitely it's just has a better sound. It sounded just more like them. And you know, opening the, the C D with it, it was like, oh good. You know, you you knew right away. Okay, this is gonna be good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty kick-ass for for REM. Uh, Agreed. Great drums on it. Uh, the guitar is awesome. Uh, even the, I mean, he's angry in the in the lyrics, which is nice, nice to hear. Rather than kind of the more political platitudes he had been doing on the on the previous couple albums. Uh, right there's real anger to it so you agree pat i agree <laughs> all right let's let's play a little of living well is the best revenge from it's only
4: when your poison spans into the life you hope to bear suddenly Take and panic. Now You set me up like a lamb to slaughter Carbo as a farmer's daughter Unbelievable The gospel according to who? Hey, I lay right down All your sad and lost apostles Hung my name Okay, and i the bones you toss it out. Not once you sit in span, cause 1 wells across your
0: balance. Maybe I'm
1: calling you wrong. Okay. I'm thinking this entire album was like a a Michael Stipe raging against the bush years.
0: Yeah, and I mean right as they ended. Um but yeah, I would have I would like to seen. I mean, he's all, always political um you know, much like Bono, especially on the stage, you know. He would he would talk about stuff, but yeah, I think the political songs got a little too uh mush-headed for a few years there. And yeah. and didn't have any real bite to them where yeah, I feel like this that song especially does um but yeah no you can hear it i mean there was on the on around the sun pat i don't know if you remember like um final straw was kind of political but it was it just who cared about it um whereas here you can feel the passion i I feel like um sorry would you say
2: oh just definitely i agree with yeah
0: yeah i think that's that's probably the strongest song they've done for quite a while um Living so, Church in a way,
1: Church. what we're doing is talking
0: about passion. Talking about the passion. Yeah. Good one. I, I always like it when you can tie it in, Pat. Thank uh, you. Yeah.
2: Brought it around.
0: Yeah. That was a Reagan quote, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: It's that, that speech you did about the Berlin Wall. But Mr. Gorbachev, let's talk about the passion. Take down this wall, please. ein
0: Donut. If you don't mind.
1: If not, it's okay. It's a pretty cool wall.
0: Whatever. I'm getting out of office anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm actually brain dead. Yeah. Nancy's I'm, talking.
1: It's not me. I'm going completely
0: senile. It, Please help me. My huge snapper turtle mouth is being pulled by strings right now. Um, Can uh, I have a jelly bean? By I, I mean cocaine. My pick is the... Is it the second song? Shit. I don't have the uh, track list in front. It's third. Third. Okay. Um, but the first single and, uh, Supernatural Super Serious, which is, I I don't know what the hell it's about. He mentioned summer camp and, (laughs) and stuff. Um, it it seems like it's supposed to be some kind of, uh, feel good, like your, your life's okay type thing, but I can't really tell. But I, I think it's got a really good, uh, it's another like monster type song, Mm -hmm. riff, rock riffy song and, uh catchy chorus kind of um kind of maybe not that deep or anything but um but it's just fun and and kind of bubblegummy and and still a bit rocking so i liked it uh do, do you guys enjoy this one Definitely. i agree
2: yeah <laughs> definitely and again with their great use of la- layering vocals it it really that's why i think a lot of rem cds are really like earbud kind of listening oh I so agree. you can yeah. hear the intricacies of of it but yeah they do a great job and you know he does his talk singing in this yeah i,
1: I hate to move away from i agree but yeah i love that talk singing i and this one did have the layering really neat that that's the two things i thought of when i was listening to it so yeah,
2: yeah
0: i agree yeah i agree I agree too. The uh, uh Mike Mills' background vocals are Oh, they're always good, but yeah, they're they really work well on this song. Um Oh, here's a here's a fact about the song. Would you like guys like to
2: hear it? Sure. Definitely.
1: The title of the song in its unfortun- un- and unfinished its fun and finished form was Disguised. It was changed on the advice of co-play frontman Chris Martin.
0: Ugh. Oh, that kind of taints it for
2: See? me. See? Can I change it? He's the dick of the month or whatever. No, yes. I should <laughs> He Wait. irritates me.
0: Well, He didn't can't. do anything bad this month. He just
2: gets to have fast food. That's fine, which I agree. She's the dick of the month. Really. I was going to say,
0: can, can she be a dick? She she, is oh, dick. she's
2: a dick. She does, can't just be a dick. She is a dick. She's well, awful. Even I don't like him either. He is a they dick were,
0: for continuing to make really terrible music. Yes. And, uh, and apparently giving musical advice to his betters.
2: Yes, he's—he definitely is his own biggest fan. Are they are
1: they still a band? Coldplay.
0: Oh yeah, yes. yeah. They okay. have a new album out. Um, I
1: like that song, The Scientist.
0: I couldn't hum it for you if my life depended on it. Um, well,
1: it does. So do it right away. Oh shit. Ba ba. you?
0: Ba, ba, da, da, ba.
2: Woo, Wow!
1: <laughs> is that how it goes? That is how it goes, but that's not humming.
0: So you're dead.
2: Oh, In about 50 years. how are we going to finish? Oh, okay.
0: The, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't, I mean, that's, it's like he wants to be, I'm sure people have said this a million times, but I have never read anything about Coldplay, so I don't know. But he wants to be U2 really bad, but like the, the worst era of U2 is what he's going for. Yeah. He,
2: well, he has said that he thinks they're better than U2? Yes. I would disagree
0: with him because U two at least had some good albums.
2: See, I I'm I'm gonna admit I'm an unapologetic U two fan. Even their crap I I still like.
0: Oh, I have everything they've done, don't get me wrong.
2: Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you could tell by that I forget what C D it was on, but the only one of their songs I've ever liked that Viva La Vida because it sounds like a U two song, because they were using a U two's U two's producer for it. Oh so yeah I mean, could you try any harder? But good for you for taking your kids to fast food. I'm sure they enjoyed it.
0: Wait, what is this about taking the kids to fast food? I don't, I don't oh, know well, the story. She,
2: she would never let them eat anything but you know organic Her vegan. Shitty yeah, recipes, just, yeah. Oh god. And he. I and mean, wait,
1: the she were referring to is Dolly Parton?
2: Well, you don't think those things grew from eating cheeseburgers, do you?
0: I, and I, by I, that wait. I mean her hair. Yes, that's what uh, we thought. Her hair follicles. He the I was just there was something on I don't know if it was Jezebel or Gawker or something about Dolly Parton have having like a ton of tattoos on her arms. Really? Guys, no. Yeah, and apparently, like it was showing some pictures where you could kind of see it through the uh, through the shirts if it was really magnified. Like she wears long sleeve shirts all the time because. This sounds like some like weird internet made up thing, but it was it was kind of compelling evidence. Um she had like sleeves of tattoos on her arms uh to cover I guess to cover up like surgeries and stuff. Oh. I don't know. Wow. Yeah, very strange. Anyway, uh R.I.P. Dolly Parton. <laughs> no, we it... love we love Dolly Parton here. Oh and, yes, and definitely. At, at some point we will do the Dolly Parton Christmas special. Um I have written some of it. I don't know if you want to take any hand in the writing, Pat, but I would be happy to pass some off to you.
1: Oh, I'd be happy to do some writing of it.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, this uh, is, uh, Amy's
1: one of the few people that's read the entire run of the zombie sitcom. Oh,
0: that's true. I have. I have. Yeah, so we, we can just repurpose that, really. Why do we even need to write anything new? Exactly. Yeah. And don't tell anybody it's repurposed. Just let them perform it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that'll be coming. Um, Dolly Parton chris martin they kind of had to get together because of the rhyming last names but uh but it's all over now anyway so he took his kids to fast food and what uh gwyneth threw a shit fit about it or well i'm sure she did or he was just bragging that like he's the good i think
1: i don't think it was either just people took pictures of it and they assumed that he would brag and she would throw a shit fit but neither was shown
2: Well, I'm sure that she probably to herself made up some strange word like conscious uncoupling, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, even when she has... I don't mind her. Apparently, not not nearly as much as you guys, but I do have to say, even when she has things that it seems like everyone would agree with. She says them in a way that no one can agree with them. She was the most recent quote. I saw that she was talking about internet commenters and being negative and stuck to how it's a drag to read all that and blah, 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 blah. And at the end, she compared it to being in a war. So
2: yes. And then the next day, Charlize Theron, who normally is a kick-ass chick, said that reading stuff about her from the internet is like being raped.
0: Oh, we, yeah, we don't, we don't need to,
2: she said, "I assume it's like being raped." So,
0: well, there you go. Oh, the yeah. answer is so, we know what, you, you know what happens when, when you assume, assume. You make a big giant raped. dickhead about out of both so, of us. Whoa, yeah, you, you so, get raped. Yeah, I didn't know which which. Um, wow, that's pretty terrible.
1: But Charlie's the you know, uh, end. She's pretty.
2: So they should get together and have a a raping war. Or they something. should. Well,
0: yeah, they should obviously form a support group.
2: Yes. Well, she's retarded too, right? She, she is. She's from Little Britain.
0: That is true. Um, and More. you're talking about you're talking about Gwyneth in real life, right? <laughs> so, uh, okay, um, where were we? Supernatural, super serious. Yes. I did we play? It? We did not no, play it yet. I, we didn't. Um, but it's a fun one. I yes. I really like it. So let's let's get on here. Is Supernatural, super serious. Show yourself with no regrets uh, uh.
4: Everybody here Comes from somewhere That they would just ask and forget disguise
0: Actually, I knew it was called uh, "Disguise" before because they released uh, an album called uh, "Live at the Olympia," which was like their rehearsals for for new songs that they were working on that ended up being on this album. And uh, the song was on there in in the version called "Disguise," um, slightly altered lyrics and stuff. So that's that's all I have to say about that.
2: Like Forrest Gump. Who? <laughs> Pat, I'm Hanks.
0: your, oh, you mean Sizemore. We already, we had this discussion next week. Um, your pick from the album was? Mr. Richards. And, and I picked it. No, I was going to sorry, I was going to say, and why?
1: I picked it because much like the rest of the album, it really reminded me of Monster. But this song more than the rest, it, it made me think of uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth, that that start with the.
2: Uh, exactly. So
1: quite great yeah and it's uh apparently uh mr. Richards is Michael Stipe. His he, they asked him who it's supposed to be based on he's like it's my own creation it's someone high up in the bush uh administration
0: oh makes sense wow. did not know um yeah and we should I mean that's a good song I enjoy the song too so yeah nice. I do too
2: definitely
0: should mention like the whole album is not. Not all rock. There's still some um, some mellower stuff, and and some stuff that's Ho- hollow. Only... Man's very
1: mellow. Yeah, I think, yeah.
0: And it's almost a little too uh, falling into the ballad trap, to me. Although it's still, it's not, it's not a terrible song or anything. Um, same with "Until the Day Is Done." There, there are some slower ones, but but uh, overall. It brings that, up that's that. their
2: important song. You know, they usually have to have an important song, right, on their on their CDs. Although they kind of had two, because the until the days that until the day is done, and then Houston. You know, that oh
0: yeah, got, Houston, of course, yeah.
2: About Katrina, so they had two of them on this one, but they were both good songs. So you know, good.
0: Yeah, yeah, They're much better than uh, stuff on Around the Sun or Reveal. So uh, yeah, they they definitely returned with this one. Um, return to form all right yeah mr richards i yeah i don't have uh, for once i'll just say i agree pat and finally amy you got anything to add before oh, we no. play it okay I, perfect okay yeah here's mr richards
4: mr messenger The words that you never crystallized To a truth that you might own Hey, hey Mr. Richards, your decision Pay attention, pay attention Mr. Richards, you're forgiven for a narrow lack of vision are still raging The public's got opinions, and its consequences border on The compound that you raised for. us Hey, hey This is your decision Pay attention, pay attention
0: I had assumed, until you said it was some uh, composite of some Bush administration lackey, that it was about uh, Mary Richards' husband she finally met on the Mary Tyler Moore show that we never saw. Uh, Who's hated by
1: most men in the United States.
0: Yeah, so that wouldn't... well, he would be, because he Mm -hmm. took Mary Richards. Off the dating Uh, pool. Yeah, America's, America's great love. Wait, did you ever watch any more uh, Mary Tyler Moore show,
2: uh, Amy? I did. I did. Pat was wonderful. And sent some of it to me. Um, he sent me like DVDs. And so that got me. I mean, as soon as I started watching them, I was hooked. I mean, there's just something so I don't know, simplistic but good and and different. You know, I'm sure at the time it was really different um compared to what was on tv but i enjoy it i'm i'm still working my way through them cool yeah
0: it, yeah i was re- i was just talking to viv about this the other night because i guess did you hear pat that arsenio hall show got canceled
1: yeah unfairly i mean not unfairly it's fine <laughs> to cancel it i don't watch it but it, it's unfair that if, at first they said you can have a second season and then a week later they said well we're canceling you so you didn't get to have a, a finale
0: which sucks but yeah, go ahead it's kind of fucked up um well, we were talking about that and like the lack of of real uh, any kind of minority voice <laughs> on TV anymore. which we kind of talked about in our preview episode because that Blackish is coming out, um, which is like a, a major network show. Oh, that,
1: and you know that the showrunner for that is I forget the guy's name, but the guy that's taken over for Col- Colbert.
0: The, oh, the, uh, oh, uh, Larry Wilmore. Yeah, he
1: was he was creator. I don't know if he was creator, but he was you know showrunner, which means he's in charge of everything for the show. So maybe the show so it'll, might could be have good. been good. Yeah. Yeah. He's not the showrunner anymore. He had to give up that up
0: since he's going to be hosting. Be, right. Right. What's it called? The The Minority Report. But but there really aren't. I mean, it, it's strange to think about. Like, no matter what you thought of them, at least in the '70s there was, uh, you know, Sanford and Son and Good Times and the Jeffersons and stuff. And even in the '80s there was. Uh, Cosby show and mm-hmm. well, I mean, Family Matters, Family Matters, different strokes to a lesser extent. But I think Family Matters, I know I think it more of as a 90s show, and I think the 90s is when things really, really got kind of bad. They were like just throwing up terrible stereotype shows, trying to be uh, trying to show that there was diversity in America, but just putting mm-hmm. up horrible like that Margaret Cho sitcom and the George Lopez show and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and none of them work. And then I think. They must have just decided. Well, let's just stick with Whitey. It seems to work. Um,
1: this seems like an appropriate time for Amy to do her Urkel impression.
2: Please. <laughs> I wish I knew. I didn't. What was that? I don't even know if I ever watched that show.
0: Did I do that? <laughs> that was great, Amy. That was spot on for not yeah. ever watching the I show. Was, I yeah. was impressed. I don't
2: see Pat thinks I do all these impressions. I really don't. I don't.
0: What do you do? I, you got to do an impression.
2: Mr. Hanky, but I'll blow your ears out. I'll try to do it quietly. Howdy ho!
0: And for those of us who don't who don't know, Mr. Hanky was a character on the Beverly Hillbillies.
2: <laughs> of course,
0: he was like the yeah. mean banker.
2: He was. He'd say, "Howdy ho, Clampus.
1: Who the actor who played Mr. Hanky went on to be the fifteenth, I think, or sixteen, what something like that, fifteenth governor of California.
0: Oh, crazy. Yeah. Meg Whitman?
2: How did you know that? Sampler. He's from me. California. You're from California. Okay. You yeah, yeah. It. You know. See how. But anyway, yeah. All right. But now you said San Francisco. I have to get this in before we move on. If you guys ever end up doing a podcast, that I'm calling dibs.
0: Oh, we know you're coming on the San Francisco. We just oh, okay. got to figure out what to do with and yeah. Son. Yeah. What? Versus? As I just said, there's really no nothing. Nothing now.
2: You oh, maybe we can some... do the. Oh, that new one you're talking about because you could pick some Tyler Perry shit show, but that would just be no. I
0: can't be... sit through that. No. I've
1: never watched a full one, but there's a character in this show that does crack me up when I see him like walking by. Somebody's watching it, and I see like he wears he these loud by. outfits. No, I mean I walk by and the oh. shows one, and then I go upstairs after he's off. But he's very funny, old guy that wears these garish outfits.
0: Well, that does that does sound like comedy Gold. Um, yeah, it sounds no, like I'm describing myself. A little bit, except for the guy part. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh... Oh no, he didn't. He did. Um. Anyway, well, we're not doing recommendations on on these REM episodes, so uh, we don't have rec- uh, recommendations. But I-, I would say, I would say, you can safely uh, listen to both these albums. Like, Accelerate's not an embarrassment. You can enjoy it. No. Um But definitely, Murmur's the one to go for if you're only going to listen to one.
1: Yeah, we didn't, we we tend not to. Choose who won in the battle of the versus Murmur versus Accelerate, but
0: uh, Murmur wins. Yeah, by by quite a bit. Yeah. Um, all right. But you,
2: yeah, you could safely, as you said, listen, and it, and you would not be disappointed. Yeah, you're not.
0: It's it's Accelerate was not an embarrassing record for them. you. You
1: might be disappointed if you're expecting to listen to jazz. Oh, you put this yeah. in and say, "Wait, this is not uh, John Coltrane."
0: Yeah, accelerate it sounds like a John Coltrane album title.
2: See, now I'm disappointed.
0: Yeah, I am kind of too a little bit. Um, so fuck REM, I guess, is what we're coming Not down true. to. Uh, go get, you can pick up Giant Steps or a Love Supreme. The, all right, Pat. God damn, I had a, uh, I had some idea and I and I lost it. So uh, please. Speak your piece if you've got anything to say. Either of you.
1: Write us at popculturecontinuum@gmail.com if you have things to say to us that you would like us to say to you. Rate us highly on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends to listen.
2: Submit your favorite deck.
1: And uh, when for, she says submit your favorite dick, yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt. You really oh have to that. <laughs> Wait a minute. That. Sorry.
2: Don't we, send dick pics. Nobody wants that. Oh, that's oh, exactly what shit. I thought you were saying.
1: I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, don't tell us who people who are unfavorable to you send pictures of your penis. But you're saying <laughs> the opposite. Okay. Yeah. Don't send pictures of your penis. And now Send them no. you pick
2: to be the dick of the month. And there are no pictures of your penis. And that would yeah. No that penises. will
0: be Dick O the Month. Oh. Dick O the Month. Yeah.
2: There. Yeah. Dick O the Month. Um, no
1: pictures of, of uh, lady parts either.
2: Yeah. Like
0: uh, fingernails. Painted Shit. fingernails. Oh, I meant like uh,
1: Mary Tyler Moore played Mary Richards. So don't show a picture of Mary Richards, which is a Mary
0: part. Oh, you're right. That is lady part. A lady part. Um, right, right, right. So we, uh, Amy. Thank yes. you. Oh. Thank you for coming on once again.
2: Thank you for having
0: me.
1: Yeah, it was great. You, I was surprised you liked R.E.M. Really, you have, Uh such Duran Duran taste.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're. It must be difficult to be an R.E.M. fan in a Duran Duran world. It but is. You have overcome that that obstacle, and uh, and now you're you're going to be the uh, the millionaire owner of Dickipedia.
2: I <laughs> sure. am. It's gonna be awesome.
1: Amy, are you looking forward to any summer blockbuster films?
2: Um, no, not really. Um, I've been uh, kind of watching the the film festival just wrapped up, kind of looking at what's coming along, and I some independents that look interesting, but nothing. Nothing. Nope. No major studio. Yeah. No, no, because I don't. I don't do like Avengers, and I know they're making another one of those. I I don't do any of that. Not that there's anything wrong with them.
0: I, I mean, they're incredibly stupid, but other than that, like, there's nothing wrong with them. <laughs> but,
2: hey, people have their reasons. I'm, you know, I saw I'm kidding. Superman.
0: I've seen the Avengers. Uh, the, I heard uh, Chef was actually pretty good. John Favreau movie?
2: Yes. And uh, the one that everyone's talking about is, like, Steve Carell um, brought one there. Oh, that he... They're saying he's incredible in it. Oh.
0: Really? I didn't hear about in that. That's
2: awesome. Incredible.
0: Is it a drama? It is. Yeah, I have heard something about that, but that's as far as I can remember. It's called
2: Foxcatcher. And it is, which I I love the Cannes Film Festival because they are so honest. Like, they boo, bitches get booed. Ryan Reynolds' movie got booed so loud that he got up and left. Um, Why
1: can't Ryan Reynolds make a good movie?
2: I, well, there's some, I guess you could guess why maybe he I, sucks yeah I no think maybe... he doesn't though he's awesome he's i don't so think he's
0: fun. necessarily a terrible actor but i think no. maybe he's really terrible at picking projects i think like, yeah that's as much a skill as as anything else in that business yes, i would so. imagine I
1: someone else to make his choices because he really is awesome
0: um yeah well i do want to say to people uh look forward to me uh in my role as man at urinal at some point in the future I will have that film. Oh,
1: wow. You. This is an interesting story for Foxcatcher. Oh, what's it about? Let's Inter- spoil it for everybody. It's about a, a wrestling champion who's who's killed by... Oh, no. His, anyway, a wrestling cha- champion's brother kills somebody. And that's what the story's about. And Steve Carell plays... Oh, I guess that's a spoiler. He plays the person who gets killed.
2: Yeah. Channing, Channing Tatum, um, Steve Carell, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Sienna who's- Miller, Vanessa Redgrave...
1: Anthony um, Michael Hall.
2: Anthony Michael Hall. Oh. I, I
1: really love Mark Ruffalo and Steve Carell, but Channing Tatum, for some reason, irritates me.
0: He's like the opposite of Ryan Reynolds. See, he seems very Ryan Reynolds-ish to me, but, but maybe I'm just easily annoyed, but more easily annoyed than you by actors. But
2: I haven't seen him in much. Um,
0: Channing Tatum? Yeah. I saw what was it, Magic Mike? Was that the name of it? <laughs> I saw that, of course. Of course you saw that. <laughs> what are we even? Well, discussing? if
2: somebody if somebody says, Hey, look, why wouldn't you look? So but then I saw there was a independent film called Side Effects that he was in with that Rooney Mara and Jude Law and he was actually good in it. The movie itself is a little tedious, but it it's yeah, it's not bad. It's about it's kind of like a condemnation of the you know, the big big pharma and how they manipulate doctors. It's it was well, it's he probably was probably very in it. subtle. <laughs> it was real. it was Steven Soderbergh so Wait yeah. didn't
0: wasn't he in another Steven Soderbergh also with I don't know if it was Rooney Mara. Um He the, was in the Let's go ahead. Oh right. Did. But then there was one where uh she was like a spy or something and Okay.
1: Yeah, that wasn't Rooney Mara, but Shading Tatum was in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was that Soderbergh as well? I feel like it yes, was. Yes, that was Soderbergh. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Anyway. It was pretty good, too. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't find him necessarily an annoying actor. I just don't think he has a, a ton of charisma. No. Yeah.
2: And just, you know, he was voted what? Most handsome or sexiest man. Or I, he does nothing for me.
0: He just seems like a dumb
1: guy. Maybe I just haven't watched the right movies.
2: Well, I
0: yeah, I I guess kind of. Although he I think he did a pretty good job in Magic Mike actually. Um, I didn't see
1: Magic Mike.
0: But but uh you know everybody loves Ryan Gosling. Um he looks dumb to me. He looks like he's kind of a dumb person. Um just his face. Maybe that's maybe that's Hey mine. girl, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I get, I get that he's handsome. I don't I
2: yeah, that, that's lost on me, too. I have
0: a beating heart, but.
2: Uh, well, I'm not. I, I know a lot of girls have it for him, and I think he's a good actor, but he doesn't. Yeah, he also doesn't put a tingle in my parts.
0: Please. We said no Mary Richards references.
2: Oh, well. I, I Unless
0: can't. you're talking about your painted fingernails. which well, Is somewhat OK. Yes. Um. All right. Should we uh, call it a day on this one, Pat, since we're going to be recording another one in an hour um, yeah. or so?
1: Okay. I had that story for Foxcatcher confused. Now it's straight in my mind. So whatever I spoiled is wrong. So when you watch it, you'll be fine.
0: Good. I, I assume that's not in, like, general release yet or anything. Because I haven't no. heard of it.
1: Comes out uh, November 14th. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Damn, that's pretty far in the future. Um, Oscar season. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Watch for
1: it. Of course, uh, Amy already got it from Pirate Bay.
3: <laughs>
0: Amy doesn't need. Well, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give away uh, trade secrets here. Amy doesn't need to get it from Pirate Bay, though. That's what. I, that's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Is that a Pilates joke? Everything's a Pilates joke now that I'm taking Pilates, Pat. Um, yeah, it's, it's right up there with uh, child pose. You. There are a bunch of people laughing right now at that. Well, uh, people who take Pilates, uh, you two, just aren't going to get it,
2: unfortunately. We don't, yeah.
0: Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's say goodbye to these uh, poor idiots who've stuck all the way through this. Um, and thank you once again, Amy, for coming on. Oh, and no problem. We can't Definitely. wait, can't wait for you, you to come back. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be Sanford and sync It could be whatever you want. If you think of something, if you'd I use that brain in your head to come up with a topic, we will have you on like that. So, all right. I will do it. With great alacrity. Oh! As the turtle said. Uh, so, until next time, goodbye, everybody.
4: Goodbye. Bye.
0: Put your hair
4: back
0: You get to
4: leave Eleven gallows On your sleeve Shallow figure winners paid eleven shadows way out of place.